And Shabbos Dav Kuf Yud Aleph today's year should be a schuzer for Shlema Vachayim of Ramachan Itachay Abate Baslavona Chayim and Sayer Yisdev and Sayer Rizal Shlema Siv and Eitzel Eitzel Tzar Baskin Adafal Yakochayim Mal Yaliba Davim and Shima B'Sayer Tzar Chayli Yisrael. We pick it up from the bottom of Kuf Yud Amid Beis. We're in the middle of discussing John Dice and all the different remedies for that. So we're in the bottom. We're holding five lines from the bottom of Kuf Yud Amid Beis. Says the Gemara Li Reikaina. For John Dice, Tureen B'Shechra Miakar, you have to take two of the three ingredients. We mentioned this back on Ahmed Aleph. They have to take the gum, the elm, and the saffron. You mix with the beer. And Umiakar, and it makes the person sterile. So says the Gemara, which is probably a question that a lot of people were wondering when we read the Gemara in Ahmed Aleph. We just sort of said, yeah, and it makes a person sterile. A person cannot have children anymore. And we moved on. But now today, over here on the bottom of Kofiyam Abiz, the Gemara asked a question which is probably bothering a lot of people. Umi Shari, is that allowed? Are you allowed to do something that causes a person to be sterile? But how do you learn to the rice? How do we know that one is not allowed to be misari, it's not allowed to castrate, not allowed to cause a person to have any, not be able to have children anymore? The apostle says, And in your land, you shouldn't do it. Referring to an animal, but we learn out from the pasuk, we dash in the pasuk that to you it should not be done. Referring to even people, So what do we see over here? We see over here that there is an iser. One is not allowed to both cause himself and become castrated, not be able to have children anymore. So why? It's very good. This person has John that he says a terrible disease, but why is he allowed to do this refuah that seemingly an iser causing serious, causing one to not be able to have children anymore? Says the Gemara. No, when is there an Isser of Siros is when you're having intent. That's what you're doing. It's happening on its own. And the Gemara explains, Someone who wants to be Misaris, wants to castrate a Tarnagal, a rooster, what should he do? It's remove the crest. And then it becomes castrated on its own because it becomes castrated on its own. Sumar so seemingly says that's the raya that the iser of Sirus, this iser is very chamerdik iser of not being able to, not causing, of not allowing one to be able to have children anymore is an iser only if you do it bikavani. That is what you do. But if it happens on its own, it's not an iser. So too over here, if someone has a terrible disease of jaundice and on its own the remedy causes him to be misarez, causes him to be castrated, it seemingly is not an iser. Says the Gemara, how can you say that? There's no raya from. On the rooster by the rooster we said you could take off the the crown you could take off the crest of the rooster and on its own it becomes castrated it says the gemara it's not really true really the rooster is able to have children at that moment it just when it has their crest it gives it its gaiva it gives it its pride and then it could go and it could mate and it could have children but when you take it off it loses that ability but in essence the rooster could still have children so it's not a proof to our case when the person is becoming fully castrated the person cannot have children anymore says the gemara ella you know what we're talking about we're talking about a person that was Bisirus. A person that was already castrated, a person that already is not able to have children anymore. And that is the case that you're allowed to drink this uh, potion because it's not going to be an Isser because it's too late for such a person. And the Mepharshim here discuss, why don't we say that the case is talking about maybe a person who already had children, which we know is a very big machloikas when one already has children. He was yet to the mitzvah of Puravu. Is it now an Isser afterwards to cause himself to not have children? 
children anymore. And the Mepharshim here deal with that question. But again, the Gemara now is answering in the last line of Kofiyom and Abayz that the case that we're talking about, this person taking this remedy for jaundice, is talking about a person that was misaris already, a person that already was cashiered, is not having children anymore. Says the Gemara, the Gemara asks, Everyone agrees in the top of Kofiyom and Aleph, and Aleph, that if one is mechamitz, one the carbon mincha is not allowed to become chametz. So let's say it is already chametz. Someone did some part of the preparation of the carbon mincha, some part of making the the matzahs. He kneaded the dough and he let it sit out too long, so it became chametz. And now another person comes along and he shapes the dough and also allows them to become chametz. One person allowed it to become chametz after someone else allowed it to become chametz. The answer is to make it become chametz. Sheu chayiv. The second person says the gemara is also chayiv. The Pasik says, Lo You're not allowed to break it when it is chametz. Lo chametz. And also says, You cannot prepare it chametz. So, what do we learn? That even if the item, the carbon mincha, was already chametz, already was the Isr done, it's still not allowed to do the Isr further. So, the Gemara asks in our case, What do we just answer? We just answer, We're dealing with a person that already was misaris, already was castrated. Ask the Gemara, If you did a process to cause it to be castrated and he already was, that also should be chayev. Shnemar the Pasuk says, Umaluch v'kasus v'natuk v'karus. If one who is aver is either Actually, the Beitzim are either squeezed and they're crushed, detached, or they're cut. All different terrible things that could happen to them. Says the Pasuk, you shouldn't do that. Why not? If someone is obligated, if they are cut, is he not obligated? Is it not Asr? Is it not a Daraisa? If they also become detached? So why did the Pasuk have to list all these gory things? They had to say, not Once you told me that it's Malch, we can learn that everything else from it. So why did the Pasuk tell that? Allahavi to teach us, Teach me that there's an iser even to do nitok, even to detach, even if it's already been cut off. Shuchayev, that is also chayev, that's also an iser daraisa. So I asked the Gemara, so how are you telling me that the case in the, art, the case that you're allowed to drink this drawn dice remedy? And it's going to cause the person to become sterile. It's on a person who's already sterile. We see clearly this is an iser daraisa, even on one is sterile, to become further sterilized, to, to go on further castrated, to do another process. So why would you be allowed to do this? Says the Gemara, right before the Mishnah, Ella Bizakin. What are we talking about? I'm sorry, not right before the Mishnah. Almost six lines down. Ella Bizakin, we're talking to an old man who could no longer have children, and therefore there's going to be no Isser for him to take this, do this potion for John Dice and make them castrated because he can't have children anyways. Says the Gemara, Rav Yechanan said about a different remedy, this is the thing that brought me back to my youth. Rav Yechanan said, even though I was too old and I wasn't able to have any children, yet there were certain remedies able to do that could cause them to, yes, become fertile once again. So the Gemara now is asking, you just told me, they were talking about a Zakin, an old person, and therefore there's no issue to be misari, same who's in the no, maybe there's a way to bring it back to his youth. Elobi Isha. Mara says no, it's referring to an Isha, it's referring to a woman, and therefore there's not going to be any issue of Sirus of causing her to be castrated on a woman. That is how Tasis learns this is not such a 
uh, a point whether the Isser Siros, the Isser for women not to be able to have children anymore, applies to women as well. But that is the Gemara's answer. Ella Isha. Says the Gemara, but if Yechonim Reikah comes along and he says that the mitzvah of Puruvu, the mitzvah to have children, was said to both of them, to Adam and Chava, Vayavarich Anasam Elikim, and Hashem blessed them, Vayomer Lehem Elikim, Puruvu, and Hashem said to them, Puruvu, multiply and have children. So Michael and Meymar, what are you going to say? So from here it sounds like a woman, yes, has the mitzvah, which would seemingly show us that by default she's not allowed to cause herself to be Masaris, says the Gemara, Bizkina, must be referring to an older woman, or Inami Bakara, or is referring to a woman who no longer can have children anymore. And uh, the Mavarshim here, the Ritva speaks out that even though by a man, we said there could be a miracle for him to come back to his youth to have children, by a woman, seeming that's not as common, and that's going to be the answer that when is this cure for jaundice allowed to be taken, even though it could potentially cause sterility, is talking about a woman or a, I'm sorry, an old woman or a woman who is barren and no longer can have children. Says the Mishnah, Now we go back into the Helchus of Rafua. We know many times he's spoken about as an Isser to take medicine on Shabbos. What is the Isser? Afraid we're going to come to grind. Who is the Isser set upon? Any person with a minor ailment, once one is Nafal and Mishkav, he's bedridden, he's a Chel She'ein Sekana, then he would be allowed to take medicine. But the question is, on the lowest level, a person who's just in a little bit of pain, he's a... He's a a person who is, yes, all sorts of medicine, what cases are included in the Isser? And the past few days, you already mentioned different cases where something called the Michael Brim, something that everyone eats, then that would be allowed to be taken, even as Rafua, even for a sick person, even someone who has a Michal, even someone who would generally be not allowed to take medicine. So says the Mishnah over here, Achish Mishinah, if someone has pain in his teeth, what should he do? Lo you should not sip vinegar through your teeth. Because that is a remedy. You let to dip your food into vinegar. You let to dip your food into vinegar and eat the food. And then the vinegar will have the same curing properties via the eating the food. If it works, wonderful. Someone who has issues with, uh, with his stomach. Do not smear wine and oil, wine and vinegar, I'm sorry, on your loins. Avosachu is a shaman. Be allowed to rub oil, seemingly, because oil was a normal procedure that people rubbed on themselves even when they were not sick. V'loi shaman v'raid, but not rose oil. B'nei malachim, but sons of kings, they're allowed to even rub in this rose oil on their wounds. Because that is the way they used to do it during the week. Even during the week, they would put on this rose oil, therefore they'd be allowed to do it even on Shabbos. All of Klai Yisrael is B'nei malachim, and therefore all of Klai Yisrael would be allowed to, yes, rub themselves with this rose oil on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Ravacha Aricha, do Ravacha Bar Ravavua, so now we learned in the Mishnah. Someone who has teeth pain, he should not swallow, he should not swallow, he should not sip vinegar. Is this to say, says the Gemara, is this to say that vinegar is good for your teeth? The says, it's an analogy, the Bible says. It's like vinegar to the teeth, like smoke to your eyes. Seemingly referring to that, it's a bad thing. So why are you telling me vinegar to your teeth is a good thing? Says the Gemara, like Asha, Abikyu, Dupree. Oh, different types, different types of vinegar. One is the acrid juice of the of a certain type of fruit, and that's going to be better. That's the cure de pre. And one is referring to 
One is an unripe fruit. One is referring to chala. One is referring to regular vinegar. One is when you have a wound. One is when you don't have a wound. It's going to tell you whether it's good or not. If you have a maka, then it heals you. If you don't have a maka, the vinegar is going to loosen your teeth, which obviously is not a good thing. And that is what the Apostle refers to, that it's bad. So vinegar can be both good and bad. And that's why our Mishnah says, so I'm sorry, not, that's why. And the Mishnah is teaching us that since it's going to be a normal, it's not a normal thing to drink vinegar, therefore you're not allowed to sip vinegar to cure your teeth on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, the two dots, about 50 lines from the bottom, the Gemara says, the Gemara says, the Brisa says, you're not allowed to swat, you're not allowed to sip and spit out the vinegar. Avil, what's the obvious implication? You're allowed to sip and swallow the vinegar. Seemingly, because that's more of an that's more of an eating way of eating the vinegar. So why are you telling me you're not allowed to spit it out? No, that's what our Mishnah meant. Our Mishnah meant that what is, alla- what is not allowed if you're spitting it out. No, really, our Mishnah is saying you should not even swallow it. What is talking about before Tebal, what's before the meal, then it's going to be mutter to sip the vinegar. Because it looks like you're starting the meal, it just looks like you're eating and it's going to be allowed. But when you finish your meal, if you start sipping some vinegar, it does not look like you're eating and that will not be allowed. Says the Gemara, the name of the name, Tebal Shari, you're telling me that before the meal, before the dipping, it's mutter to sip the vinegar. Lachar Tebal, Nami Shari. After eating, she also be mutter. Because Rava holds of oil. A concept if something is mutter in one form, she mutter in another form. There's no such thing that something can be mutter on Shabbos and Asr on Yom Kippur. What's the reason? Since a Shabbos it's mutter, it's mutter in Yom Kippur. That's just an analogy as, 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 of sorts. But it shows us that he also has this concept of oil. This concept that when something is mutter in one form, it's mutter in another form. So wants to know, I don't understand. If the mutter to sip the vinegar before the meal, it should also be mutter to sip it after the meal. Says the Gemara, Hadubi Rava Mehach. Rava was chayzer, after he heard this din of Abaye, Rava was chayzer, that once he heard that you're only allowed to spit, you're not allowed to spit it out, you're allowed to yes, swallow it, that's when Rava was chayzer, and Rava said you're allowed to even swallow it after the meal. Says the Gemara, How do you know he was chayzer from that statement, maybe he was chayzer from the other statement, meaning we just answered, we thought Rava said it's only mutter before the meal. Then the Gemara is answering, no, Rava really agrees it's mutter after the meal. After he heard from Abaye that it's mutter, so he changed. How do you know, Maybe he changed from the other thing from Abayi. Says Gemara, Los Sakadetach, the Tanu, we have a clear Brisa. Kol Chavitilas, Taivlin, Kedarkon, Beim, Tishu, Bavim, Yim, Kippurim. And therefore, we see that Rav is not Chaiser from this concept of Hail. And therefore, Rava holds that just like it's going to be mutter before the meal, it's going to be mutter after the meal. So the Mishnah continued, and the Mishnah said that if someone is not feeling good in his loins, in his stomach, he's allowed to rub certain types of oils, but he's not allowed to rub wine and vinegar. Says the Gemara, The Allah is like Rav Shimon. What was Rav Shimon? Rav Shimon the Mishnah said that call Yisrael b'neim alachadim, and therefore it's going to be mutter even to put on this rose oil on Shabbos, because that's what B'nai Malachim do during the week. So therefore, it's going to be a normal procedure. You're going to be allowed to do it even on Shabbos. It says the Gemara, we pass like Rav Shimon. Lemeimra, who said that? Amar Rav Adar Barzavda, Amar Rav. 
Very important. Says the Gemara, Lamer, Lamer, the Rav, Krav Shimon, Sphere You're going to tell me that Rav holds like Rav Shimon. The spigot that you're you're putting in a, a spigot into a barrel on Shabbos, and there's a question: you have a barrel and you have a hole, and you're putting in like a spigot, which is you know the faucet thingy, and they used to wrap around the spigot with some rags, and then they would stop it in. So the question is: so says the Gemara. Also, moving on to Kufid Alpha Mervis, also you're not allowed to push it in on Yantif. What's the reason? Because there's going to be as these rags that are around this spigot that you're pushing into the barrel, the rags are going to get soaked up with wine or with other liquids inside there, and it's going to squeeze it out. And it's so it's also Biyamataiva. But he Sumar so wants to know. So Rav seemingly does not go with Rav Shimon. Because Rav holds in that case, it's going to be Aser. And if he's holding like Rav Shimon, it should be Mutter. Answers the Gemara, I feel Rav Shimon. But he, in that case, in the case of Misachraid and Azais, in the case of putting in the Svegad, I feel Rav Shimon Maida. Even Rav Shimon is Maida, very famous Gemara, Dabai Barava, Dami Tabayo, Maida Rav Shimon, Sikresha Vlayamos. Rav Shimon is Maida when it's a Sikresha. It's, it's not just something that happens. That's just something that you're not thinking about. It's a psikresha, it's for sure going to happen. Then Rav Shimon is moida, that it's a problem. Says the Gemara, three lines down, seemingly Rav, Rav Rav, and he learned this Mishnah without any names. So seemingly we're quoting that Rav held like whom? Like Rav Yehuda, and not like Rav Shimon. So how did our Gemara begin today and tell us that Rav Paskin like Rav Shimon that you're going to be allowed to smear yourself with this rose oil because Kol Yisrael B'nei Malachamim says the Gemara Amar Rava Elo Amar Rava Ani Varisha B'chabmura I and the Ari and the Lion in the group Targaminon we translated in one Rav Chibar Avin referring to Rav Chibar Avin Halacha K'Rav Shimon V'loi Mitaimei he paskin like Rav Shimon but not because of Rav Shimon's reasoning my Halacha K'Rav Shimon V'loi Mitaimei says Gemara what does that mean? Ilem Halacha K'Rav Shimon Dishari that it's Motor V'loi Mitaimei Dilu Rav Shimon Savar Masi Rav Shimon holds that it heals the Rav Savar Loi Masi and Rav holds that it doesn't heal the Savar Rav Loi Masi does Rav holds that this uh, rose oil doesn't heal for the fact that he said that these been children of the kings use this oil sounds like it heals says the Gemara so what does it mean we pass like Rav Shimon but not according to his reasoning Rav Shimon holds even though it's not common to use this rose oil it's still mutter because Rav Shimon goes to the Svar of Rav Shimon Shimon goes that it would even be mutter if it's not common the Rav Sava Rav disagrees. Rav holds it's mutter to use his rose oil. However, Rav Sava Yishchiach in, if it's common to use his rose oil, it will be allowed. And if it would not be common, it would not be allowed. In the place of Rav it was normal to anoint themselves with this rose oil. And that's why Rav passed like Rav Shimon. Not because he agreed with the reasoning of Rav Shimon. Let's just see the last Rashi on the Perik. Rashi over here says, was very expensive. It was very expensive and people didn't do it. So everyone knows why you're rubbing yourself with this rose oil. Must be doing it for Rafua. That's what Ravi Shimon held. Ravi Shimon held, even though no one does it, it's still mutter. Ravi Yudah Iser. Ravi Yudah held, no, there's no way. 
also similar to the Rav Shinnim Miskavein. It's so muchach, and therefore it's going to be Aser. For Rav Namik reviewed this really, really ravels like Rav Yehuda that potentially it should be Aser. Ela bimekaimai in the place of Rav Udishari, it's going. It was normal, and therefore it will be mutter shchich the sachet of rare v'leim uchamilsa. Therefore it's not muchach, and therefore it will be mutter. And this is a very big halacha lemaisa nafkemina. People have chapped hands. People have, and that's called a meichosh. Therefore, you're not allowed to do a rafua. Furthermore, to put on creams and things like that very often are thick, and therefore you wouldn't be allowed to put them on on Shabbos. So what would they eat to be? They eat to be oils. They make different types of oils that you'd be allowed to put on, which could also heal the chapped hands. So what's the question going to be? question is going to be, do you live in a place like Rav? Is it shchiach? If it's shchiach to put on this type of oil, even when you don't have chapped hands, people just put it on because they like the feel. People just put it on, they like the smell. People just put it on because they enjoy it. Then, the, not necessarily the smell, people put it on because they enjoy the feeling of this oil, which for sure not for sure, but probably is the Matthias for women. They definitely put on these types of oils and whatnot on their hands, and therefore it will be mutter even for one who has chapped hands to put on such oils on Shabbos. Whether it will be mutter for men is not as posh, it might depend on where you live. Hadron Allah Shmainashratim, we should come back to the 14th parak of Mesakhla Shabbish Shmainashratim, and now we begin the 15th parak dealing with Kaisher, dealing with the Malach of tying and untying in Chavez, says the Mishnah, Kofi Yadalfa Mebez, the first Mishnah in the Perek, the 15th Perek of Yavayim, these are the Keshers, these are the knots that you're not allowed to tie, that you're a Chayiv, that you're obligated, it's an Issa Daraisa, Kesher Agamolim, the knots of the Gamolim, of the camels, camel drivers, the Kesher of Safanim, and the knots of the boat drivers. And just like you're Chayev for their knots, Kachu Chayev al so too you're going to be Chayev al on the untying, which obviously some Malachas we always find have, have opposites, Boina and Saiz are building and destroying, so too there's something called Kesher, which is tying, and something called Matir, which is untying. So these two types of knots, the camel driver knots and the boat driver knots, are going to be forbidden, and as well, it's going to be forbidden to untie those knots of Shabbos. Rameir Aymer comes along, Rameir Aymer says, Kol Any knot that you could untie with one hand, in Chayav and Alav, then you're not Chayav, it's not going to be an Isser Daraisa, which we're going to have to see exactly what does that mean, that because you could untie with one hand, therefore you're allowed to tie it on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, my Kesher Gamolim, my Kesher Saponim, what does the mission mean by the camel driver's knots, and by the boat driver's knots, if you're going to tell me, Kitzur Dikachi Bizmama, it's, the knot that's tied through the nose ring, the nose ring on the camel, the kid that got to be Sarida, and the knot that's tied through the ring on the ship. Hi, Kasher Sheino Shalkeyamu. What are you talking about? That Kasher is a Kasher Sheino Shalkeyamu. So why is that an Isid Araisa? You don't keep the knot around for a long time. Ella says the Gemara, Rather, what does the Mishnah mean? The Mishnah is referring to the nose ring itself to tie the knot on the ring with the Isra Gufei and tie the knot of the ring itself and that's going to be around for a very long time and that's going to be this Adaraisa. We're already starting to see uh, the first inkling of what is the Adaraisa of Kaisha, something that has to be Kayama, something that has to be around for a long time. If there's a knot, you're just going to tie and untie, it will not be a Adaraisa. Very possibly it'll be an Isra Darabonan, which we'll have to get to, but it'll not be an Isra Daraisa, as we're seeing over here, the Kesher Gamolim, the Kesher Saponim, the camel driver's knots and the boat's knots are not the knot tied onto the ring because that comes on and off. Rather, it's the knot of the ring itself of the, around the camel or around the boat because that knot stays around for a long time. Rameir, Aymer, Kol Kesher, any knot that you could untie with one hand is not an Isidur Raisa. Boy, Ravach Dubai. The brother of Marachal asked, Aniva Ravi Meir Mahu. What is the din of an Aniva? What is the din of a bow? 
time of the Misham is the reason of our mayor because you could untie it with one hand, but if you make a bow, you can just pull it right out. Oidelma, and therefore it will be mutter. And therefore it should not, I'm sorry, it should not be the raisa. Oidelma, time of the Maybe the reason of Rameir is because it's not very tight. What did Rameir mean that you could untie it with one hand? Did he mean physically you could untie it with one hand, and therefore a bow will be okay, it won't be a deraisa? Or is it that no, he just meant it's not tight? Bahamahadik, and we tie a bow, it's very tight. Teiku, the Gemara ends off with the Teiku, the Gemara does not have an answer to what is this question about a bow, which comes out to be a tremendous machloikes, reshinim, exactly what the din will be with a bow, but we'll have to really see more. It really depends on where you're tying on the bow, because obviously people are thinking, what do you mean my shoes? I'm allowed to tie a bow in my shoes, maybe a double knot knot or this and that, but to tie a very single, simple bow, which we will see. So let's begin the next Mishnah, and Amir Tashem, we will have more clarity. Says the Mishnah, There are knots that one is not chayiv on for the, the camel driver's knots and the boat knots, the sailor knots, a woman could tie the opening of her of her shirt, the the strings of her hat, the psika of her girdle, sandal, straps of the shoe or the sandal, on the canteen, the wild the oil, they used to tie the tops of their canteens, or on the pot of the meat. Again, seemingly the nikuta, the detail over here is because these are all knots that come out and are meant to come in and out all the time, and therefore that will not be a problem. What exactly type of knot we'll have to see? But tying a knot, you know, tying in a shirt and a shoe and all these different things, that would not be an issue. And seemingly, because you have to take it off, and therefore you would untie the knot. Obviously, those people that take off their shoes, that's untying their shoes, we will have to talk about. Well, you're allowed to tie a rope in front of an animal so that it does not go out. We'll just start the uh, question of the Gemara. We'll start the question of the Gemara. Hakuva Kasha. The Gemara says the Mishnah itself is a stira. Amrit. First, the Mishnah says, well, There are knots that are not a deraisa, like the boat now, like the, like the camel now. The chayuvu, the lack of what's the diok? There's no isa deraisa. There's no chayuvu. But there is an But then what did the Mishnah continue and says? The woman is allowed to tie her shirt. That sounds like what's going on. The first part of the Mishnah sounds like it's just not a deraisa. Yes, it is a Then the Mishnah continued and the Mishnah said, You're allowed to do this. Sounds like it's even Mutter Gomer. Says the Gemara. This is what the Mishnah means, and we'll conclude with this. There are not that you're not chayyah for, like the knots of a boat, and the knots of a camp, umayniyu, and what are these knots? Kitra, the kitra is mama, the kitra, the kitra is tarida, like we saw, the knots that you're tying around, the nose ring, and the knot that you're tying around the ship ring. On those items, there's no daraisa. Ha'isurika. But it's going to be Nister Abanan. The yesh, and there are other types of knots, meaning we're inserting. The Mishnah began, yesh l'chag sharim. So we're explaining, there are knots that are not a daraisa, but they're Abanan. And now we're inserting into before the end of the Mishnah. The yesh l'chag sharim. And there's also knots that what? The yesh, says the Gemara, two lines down, there are some keys that are mutal l'chatchila. What is that? That's the woman tying her shirt and the shoes and whatnot. I'll pick it up from here tomorrow.